Yaki Picks and Bets. I'm your host, DJ Mitchell, here to go over the three-game Monday slate. I have the Toronto St. Pat's jersey on. Get some good luck started here. Uh, Austin Matthews, of course, the player. Because uh, even though it's a three-game slate, we have Ovi, we have Matthews. We might have Barkoff. Who knows at this point? I can't find any confirmation yet as of Sunday night. But we have some exciting teams and some exciting games to get to. This slate will be a 7 p.m. Eastern time start. Um, there's one game at 7.30 in Toronto, and then you'll be to bed early. So we'll get right into it. We'll start with Buffalo at the Capitals. This one is a very, very big Capitals favorite. They've been pretty good this year, even without TJ Oshie and others. Plus 220 for the Sabres, minus 275 for the Capitals. So uh, I'm not touching that. It just seems like not a fun way to bet. Um, I personally don't like to do that. I would rather take the under here, under six. I don't really think that that's a, a fair representation of these two teams, at least as of late. The Sabres have been second worst over the past 10 days in producing Corsi 4. Um, so their Corsi 4 for 60 is only could be, you know, the only worst team is Arizona. Um, on the other hand, we have a Capitals team that's fifth best at limiting Corsi against over the past 10 days. So yeah, this doesn't really seem to me like a, it, the Sabres have too much offensive output that could come together here. They're going to be without Olofsson. Middlestead skated isn't going to be there. Craig Anderson's going to be out. I don't have a lot of faith in these Sabres who are real banged up. Like I mentioned, they haven't found a lot of offense. They looked, you know, okay um, against Detroit, but I'm not going to take that again. I think they end up losing here. I like their under, you know, two and a half goals, something like that. If you can find it um, as well, maybe a no goal first period for the Sabres. So something like that feels pretty strong because the Capitals set up to probably limit them to under 25 shot attempts or 25 shots on goal. Um, and I just don't think they're going to, you know, find a way through Vanacek and Samson off, you know, too many times here. So I'm not interested in Muster on the Sabre side at all. I'm not really going to be betting their props. They're a, not the best team in the league. <laughs> They've, you know, kind of come back down to earth and looked like a bottom dweller that we perceive them to be. Um, while the Capitals have still stayed strong, Ovechkin 9,200 on DraftKings is really, really expensive. I still like his shot props. He is shooting just a ton, uh, three straight games with six shots on goal. Pretty freaking good. Um, I like him to score here. He pairs really well with Tom Wilson and Kuznetsov. It's decently expensive. It might be a little bit of a you know burden to get in your lineup and still try to afford the Austin Matthews of the world, who I also really like. But um, you know, it is going to be a, a very you know if this game is tight, that line will play a, a ton. Um, Ovechkin doesn't come off the edge for the power play, etc. So that's why I like him so much here. Um, and like I had mentioned with the Sabres, not going to be returning any of their guys like Olafson who are just elite shooters. So, yeah, I'm not really liking them to put up a lot of offense. And I really don't like any individual player bet because none of them have been consistent all year long. I just don't like the variance in these Sabres. Um, while on the Capitol side, we've seen guys like Carlson come into form. And I know John Carlson was a guy that had a ton of shot attempts and just wasn't getting him on net that luck has reverted now and he's hit his prop in four straight games. Those are pretty good bets. I think to take here rather than betting like a minus 275 Washington team and, you know, get two bad pounces and they lose and don't do that. <laughs> so we'll move on to the second game. Um, this one don't really understand the line uh, Florida on the road in New York, and it's a dead even coin flip minus 110. The Florida Panthers are 10 0 and one. They've been world beating. The Rangers just came off of getting obliterated by Calgary, six to nothing. I like the Panthers here a lot. They've just been awesome. Um, they did not have Barkov, which I hinted at to start the show in the last game. 
They still look great. I don't know if we'll be back or not. There's really no indication. It was a last minute scratch. I, I don't know. There was really nothing out there that I could find that went into too much information other than it was some sort of lower body issue. With that happening, Lundell, Huberto, and Tippett were paired as a line. Lundell was also on what I would consider the first power play, I guess. Um, so it was Ekblad, Hornfist, Huberto, Lindell, and Reinhardt, although the other unit actually had two goals. <laughs> so it was a little bit of a, a jumbled mess. They kind of clearly toyed around with what they were doing out there. Um, and I, I, like, I, I guess what I'm trying to get to here is the Panthers are a huge question mark in my head. If a guy like Barkov misses, Lundell's goal prop could be you know something that's up in the plus 300, 400 range. That could be something to key in on. We don't have it quite yet. I do like them to win here, though. I don't love the over-under. I think it's five and a half is, again, a dead coin flip, and it should be. Uh, I really don't think this has the, you know, the most pace in the world or the least. I mean, the Rangers have given up the most Corsi against over the past 10. So I think you could talk me into the over, but I don't know, man. It just doesn't feel like a great bet. These, guys, these two teams haven't been the best at producing Corsi in their own right as of late. So... <sighs> It just feels like it's so close to the five and a half mark just feels right. I'm just not going to touch it. Just take the Panthers. It's the same bet. I mean, just kind of feels like you're, you're playing with more variance on that over under Um, Lindell in a great spot. Duclair also absolutely smashed last time out. There's a lot of value in those two. They don't pair together, um, but Duclair was, I would say, you know, promoted ish to a bigger role, 17 minutes, power play time, et cetera. If Barkov's back, I don't think that hurts him at all. Um, Bennett will be out. He's on IR now. I don't know if we've mentioned that on the show, so I just want to put that out there. Um, and that's probably the most we want to get up to on the Florida side. Uh, the Rangers, on the other hand, you know, I think if you're playing Rangers on DraftKings, you're going to want to get Fox in there in some capacity. He's just been so incredibly good. Um, I don't think he's hit double bonus yet on the year, and he's hit either bonus so many. Oh, no, he did actually on, on the second. Um, he has just been teetering on elite, elite, elite scores. Finally, you know, the couple 20 plus in there. And I think if you play the Rangers, you'd be just kind of foolish not to include him in the mix with it um, because the Rangers are cheap enough to figure out. Uh, they did lose Philip Heedle, and it does not look likely that he's going to play, but they didn't give a really strong update. With that, Sabinajad, Panarin, and Strom all saw a ton of minutes, a ton of power play time. They even played a little bit at five on five, it looks like. It looks like Panarin just kind of was like getting out there as much as possible as they tried to claw their way back. So in a game, which I don't think they're going to be very, like, you know, I think they'll at least keep it close, but, um, you know, a guy like Panarin who put up a straight zero last time out and then play his price kind of plummeted a few hundred, I think could be in a, a decent bounce back spot here. I don't love his shot prop ever because he can just revert into a playmaker whenever he feels like it and then and, and just not shoot. And that's what we saw in the last game. He logs all that ice time, doesn't shoot the puck. It's, it can be frustrating. So I'm probably not going to touch that myself. Um, Zabinijad shot prop. If you find that two and a half, which it has been at, it seems real strong to me um, on the other side. So moving to the final game, um, we have the LA Kings coming out to take on the Toronto Maple Leafs in Toronto. That's the 7.30 start time. Toronto is a massive, massive favorite. I love them here in this spot. I think that they're kind of somewhat coming into, into form. They beat the Bruins five to two. Tavares had a monstrous night. Magic said a monstrous night. Uh, they had four of the goals and Mar- 
Marner had the other. So Tavares with two, Matthews with two, Marner with the other. These three guys all come together and get it done. Um, you know, I really like the way they're playing. I think they are going to continue to put it together. Um, they have, if you go to their defense, every one of them besides Riley and Muzzin is minimum salary. Brody missed practice, but I believe is going to play. So, you know, there's, there's just a lot of guys that like, if you stack up on the leaves and you hope they score some five on five holes could be on the ice and could benefit from that. So in their last game, like I mentioned, they scored what three of their goals at five on five. And, you know, Dermot was on the ice for two of them, 17 minutes, no power play, Sandine only played 15 minutes, but on the second unit and actually did log a little bit of time with the top unit. So I think you could kind of find yourself talking yourself into at least one of these players um, to pair with it. And Riley is just pretty cheap um, at 5,700. You know, he hasn't performed well. He still hasn't scored a goal in the year, but I think he could be involved. Um, again, I already named off all of the Maple Leafs, I think worth playing. Um, you know, Michael Bunting actually has kind of popped as far as a uh, expected goals guy that just isn't, isn't quite getting the luck. The minutes have been hit or miss. He's not on the first power play unit, but you know, he is somewhat of a great shooter. Uh, his history is kind of still small to figure that out at 4,100 though, with like a Matthews Nylander, um, you know, it makes sense. Uh, they are going to shoot a ton of pucks. Nylander had six last game, but Marner had four. Marner's actually hit four straight shot props in a row. Missed one at seven before that. So like he's been heating up. Basically, the Leafs are finally looking like the Leafs that we know. They're shooting the puck a ton. They're playing high event hockey, and it's leading to a lot more fun and chaos. And, you know, that is what I love to see. That's what I love to watch. So I'm definitely going to be keying in on this game as what I want to watch tomorrow night. Uh, all their guys hit their shot props. I don't really see a reason not to go back to them for whatever one you like the most. Um, this team is producing Corsi at a high rate, as I already mentioned. And the Kings have been, you know, pretty good defensively. Uh, as of late and on the year, but I, you know, they have all these injuries, Dowdy's out, et cetera. I'm just not going to buy it. Um, so I think that the Maple Leafs are a really, really strong bet here overall. The players uh, and their props, whatever one you like the most, do your own research and, and let me know. I mean, I think that, like I said, like Matthews is tough because it would be four and a half, but Marner probably be two and a half. I, you know, so it's, it's you're going to have to kind of do, look around, shop the sites and figure out what you want to do there. But um, as far as the Kings are concerned, the one guy that's been really, really, really good for them is Alex Iafalo. The minutes have been there. He had logged over 20 in the past two games. He had seven shots on goal in the past two games. And he has just been reducing points like they're going on a style. Um, they actually kind of promoted him-ish in the last game to the top power play. I think he'd been there before a little bit too, but he's been kind of back and forth. But he skates with the known at the NCU, and it seems like he's the guy at five on five that's going to be shooting. That's who they're trying to set up. Deneau's never really been that much of a rate shooter. Uh, at the NCU's been hit or miss. So I do think that he's a pretty good bet in his own to, you know, score, hit his shot prop. Like I said, trying to pushing the pace a bit more should open up some avenues for these kind of guys to get there, if you will. Um, Adrian Kempe, also top power play, really good shot producer um, historically. So I think his shot prop, if you find it, also could be pretty enticing. Um, the Kings just aren't cheap enough to, for me to really want to consider on DK Arvidsson. I'm not expecting to see he's in COVID protocol as of the second. I don't know when his time up is exactly. Tried to look, didn't really see anything that, that specified. So maybe he's back, but going to Canada, I'm not really liking his odds. Um, so yeah, I think that overall this game is, you know, Toronto, I don't, I guess the last thing to get to is the over under. I just don't really know if I'm going to be touching it. Five and a half seems 
like something that I take, I like genuinely like the over on a little bit. Um, it looks like it could get the six. So if you get a five and a half, yeah, it's fine. But you're really hoping that the Kings score goals here. And I'm not sure that I want to bet on them scoring more than one or two. So tough, tough break there. Um, the Maple Leafs do lose Peter Mrazek. He did go to IR. Uh, so it's going to be Campbell and Wool. We're not sure which one or uh, uh, Wool practiced as like he could be the starter, but then they said Campbell just had a maintenance day. Campbell's been awesome. Uh, he's been really, really good after I think a couple bad games throughout the year, but then after that, he's been awesome. So I like him a lot. Um, cause I do think he'll see more shot attempts than Washington's goalie. And I think those two will be more or less the most popular on the entire slate. They're massive favorites at home. So with all that being said, favorite bet of the night, Florida, that's just seems easy. Um, yeah, it's on the road against the Rangers. I know they're 10 and one. So who knows? Um, I really like the under in the Buffalo game. I think that's, that, that's a real strong under six. Um, as long as Tukarski shows up and plays like he has been, that should be no problem. Um, and then, you know, I think if you're trying to have fun, a Lindell goal prop, like I said, could be something that's way off on the odds. If Barkov doesn't play, this guy was second in ice time for them, power play time, plays with Huberto, who doesn't seemingly shoot anymore. So he's the one that shot and he scored last game. So he's heating up. Um, yeah, I think that probably covers the most of it. So with all that being said, yeah, follow me, DJ underscore Mitchell 94, follow me at Media Network um like rate review do all that stuff i you know a lot of you guys are in my mentions in my dms keep doing that love talking to everyone um and yeah we'll get you on out of here and enjoy your monday and uh get ready for a hopefully a, a big dfs win uh screenshots send them my way have a good night mm-hmm.